0: Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korlbeck. Week 10 is done. We are giving out awards. Well, it's not done. It's Monday Night Football Left. I do that every week. I I, I don't. That's it, fine. A, there's, people get it. You know, it's yeah, Monday. You listen all right. to this. You get the idea. Anyway, most of the done. games are done. W- w- another weird week. I like feel three, like last straight. week was weird and we're like, huh, that happens. And then week this week The week before that was the
1: bipocalypse.
0: There's just like a lot going on that we don't understand and i don't think any of us really know what to do about it
4: to be honest we just keep we do we just have to carry on living our lives and just kind of make what we can of it there's uh, one thing
1: we do understand through all of this through all the mud we understand that there is a defense that can perhaps limit patrick mahomes we also understand that the raiders have no interest in in running that defense
4: it's pretty astonishing yeah it's just, it's just classic. This obviously, like the Mahomes, Mahomes is awesome on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the Chiefs are one of my big winners of the week, and it's just hilarious to me that all we've been talking about, like for the last month, it's like the only thing we've been talking about. It's the biggest story in the entire fucking NFL, other than you know some of the off like Gruden and whatnot. But whatever, <laughs> um, Mahomes like can't play cover. He can't play against cover two. We broke it down in depth on this podcast. Basically, the the, the key to stopping Mahomes is just to drop one guy in, in your defense and play him a little bit further off the line of scrimmage. Uh, the Raiders refuse.
0: Who has a short attention span <laughs> and he can't yeah. check it down. Otherwise, he, the, 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 the TikTok generation can't just check it down
4: a lot. The Raiders are not plugged into the blogosphere. They didn't read the blogs that all pointed out why Mahomes is struggling, why the Chiefs offense is struggling, and they just decided to run. Some cover three stuff. I mean, obviously, it wasn't only cover three throughout the whole game. Um, but they were running a lot of it. Much more than they should have. And Mahomes went absolutely nuclear again. 35 of 50, 406 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. It was the Mahomes of old, Tyreek of old, Kelsey of Kelsey. old. Kelsey's yeah. no longer washed. Thank God. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly like. I don't know whether to call this like a win. Obviously, they're a winner this week, and if they're on your team, and if you decided to, to stick with them for another week, huge win for you. Um, I'm just worried that it's going to go back to the same old shit next week when they play an actually competent defense. <laughs> What's what? What the hell happened here? Why did they I guess maybe they just don't trust uh, Jonathan Abram, uh, their safety to, to do any coverage in the back end. Maybe that was like the reason well, that it's they just did the this. safety
0: you took in the first round. What do you expect them to do? Like do also coverage.
4: <laughs> He got mossed in the end zone by a running back. Um, it was a rough day for the for the Raiders defense. I don't know. You know, I don't. Again, like I don't know if this is something that like the Chiefs are truly back, or this was just like, look, they didn't do what everyone else has been doing over the last month, and they paid for it. Um, they really needed this emotionally. I feel like it was getting dark. That's in Kansas City. That is kind of like where I landed. Is like this is just a confidence booster to get their swag back, and that actually might matter going forward.
1: Yeah. Mahomes, after the game, he was getting interviewed on the field and they were like, you know, you've had three kind of rough weeks. Like, like, what was your mindset going into this game? And he's like, we actually like, didn't read anything of the media. So like, we didn't even really like know what was going on. And I was like, well, how would you know not to look at the media? Yeah, you know bullshit. What I mean? Unless you're looking at That's the media. Absolute
4: Pat. horseshit. <laughs> it's a very good line. Like, it's a good thing. It's a good he's like, thing. We, thing we actually say.
1: didn't read anything or see anything. So we just kept doing what we were doing. And I was like, well, what how would receipts? you know not
0: to look, Pat? I want to see Mahomes' screen time on his iPhone. Like, get, get <laughs> yeah, out prove of Prove it. With that. Mahomes
1: is up at 2 a.m. on let's Reddit, see the, like being like, Mahomes the is washed. <laughs> Mahomes sucks.
0: <laughs>
1: Mahomes probably paid Gus Bradley to run cover, to run cover three.
0: All right, I don't know how that one connected to what we were talking about, but like, I get everything else. I'm on board. <laughs> all right, Chief, all right. Chiefs are winners. Raiders are losers, literally and figuratively. Really, the Raiders just been losing a lot. Like, just it's been a not good month. Bad, bad season for mm-hmm. Raiders all right other winners and losers i think everyone who watched steelers lions is a loser <laughs> like the, the steelers and lions tied, disagree but every, the millions of people who tuned in we're it's, it's like that scene at the end of uh, billy madison where they're like not only is that like the dumbest question i've ever heard everyone in this audience who has listened is now dumber <laughs> for having heard it. that is how i felt watching that i That's award you
4: point. no points And may God have mercy on your soul. soul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to say, I
1: wholeheartedly disagree. I think this game was endlessly entertaining. What is wrong with you? I watched this game with some friends. We were all having a blast. It was the most fun I've had. It was the most fun I had all day watching any game. You think it was more fun to watch Dallas put up 40 and Atlanta put up three? No. The fourth quarter and overtime of this game I have never seen so many almost interceptions thrown in my life. It was raining. Goff and Mason Rudolph were competing for worst performance of all time. Jared Goff had 90 yards in five full quarters. 90 yards, <laughs> and they kept throwing the ball. It got to the point where a team's best chance of winning was giving the ball to the other quarterback because they were so, so likely true. to cause a turnover.
0: The thing about Jared Goff, too, it's like he was the first pick and almost won a Super Bowl like two years ago. And it's like we're talking about him like he's like Ryan Lindley or something. It
4: was an incredible game of fumbling and almost picks. Guff Guff had 11 yards at halftime.
0: Can I read you guys the the list of drives in the second half?
4: (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, So the
0: the, the halftime happened. The first half was disgusting. And then the second half, the the Lions scored a touchdown. And then the Steelers get a field goal. And then here is how the game ended. Lions punt. Steelers punt. Lions punt. Steelers field goal. Lions punt. Steelers punt. Lions punt. Steelers punt. Lions punt. Steeler kneel down to end the game at fourth quarter. Lions punt. Steeler fumble. Lion missed field goal. Steeler punt. Lions punt. Lions punt. Steelers fumble. Lions end the game. <laughs> That is like so, <laughs> I'm telling you it was an how, unbelievable like the, game so the final 50 drive if you take out those kneel downs that the game final 15 drives had 11 punts and two fumbles in the final Jesus. You, know,
1: you guys remember that 2018 Chiefs Rams game it was like 54-52 this was the opposite of that but equally as entertaining
4: Craig were you like freebasing salvia or something like what was how are you enjoying this it was hilarious it was like watching a German you're wrecked. a Steelers fan too are you one of those Whatever.
0: people, Craig <laughs> Who does like every month you go to some movie theater in LA and you watch The Room by like Tommy Wiseau and you're just like, it's so bad. Like it's hilarious, right? Like that's, that's what you're talking about.
1: No, I, I didn't do that. You guys tell me the the bad quarterback league was created for this football game. There there is some joy in watching people suck. Bad quarterbacks are hilarious. I can't believe nobody, neither of you understand what I mean here. I get what you're saying, but
0: I just want to read off a list here, which is confusion, Loss of these are symptoms: confusion, loss of control over body movement, weakness, low blood pressure, seizures, gastrointestinal distress, dizziness, vision symptoms, or rashes. That is, I could. Are you explaining what Jared Goff was going through on the field? No, those are the those are the um, side effects of ivermectin, and I was reading about <laughs> that earlier this week. And that's, but I felt all of those things watching this game.
4: Gastrointestinal distress. Yeah, me distress. too. That's yeah, right. I had a, have a lot in. of that every time Jared Goff dropped
0: back. A lot of distress. By the
4: way, it's not just Jared Goff, you guys. I, I, I made the mistake of, I think I said in the in the morning green room, like, I'm kind of excited to see if Mason Rudolph can just like make this interesting <laughs> and like kind of take the job or like at, at least make it seem like there's a quarterback controversy. He is god awful. He was worse than yeah. Goff, arguably. He
0: has not won a game without Sean McVay yet. How incredible is
4: that? I want to say he had more throws that looked like they were coming from a high school quarterback than Goff did. The Lions are in the, they they have a chance of going 0 16 and 1. How weird is that? That's,
0: that would just be <laughs> That Oh my God. I can't even, that would be, it's overjoyed. a, oh okay. God. It was bad. So everyone was a loser for watching except Craig and his friend. You, you are all cool now dumber. <laughs> You're all Dumber for having heard this. Okay. God have mercy on our souls. All right. Any winners? Anyone take this in a more positive light
4: or we want to stay negative? I mean, we can go back and forth. Let's go with the winner here. Um, the Patriots' offense, to me, was definitely a big winner today. Mac Jones looked really solid, 19-2,398 to yards and three touchdowns. His first three-touchdown game of his career, I believe. Um, and more importantly, he kind of— Like, obviously, I, st- I think overall, he's always going to be— a, a, This season, at least, he's going to be like a game-manager-type player. Just don't make big mistakes. You know, distribute the football. Get it to your playmakers, blah, blah, blah. He made some seriously impressive throws in this game. Like his touchdown to Kendrick Bourne up the seam in in between two defenders was like perfectly placed into traffic, led his receiver to daylight, like put it in the basically the only place he could get in score a touchdown. That was really impressive. Um, so Mac Jones was really great in this. The offensive line overall is getting healthy and looked really solid. Ramondre Stevenson came in and looked really really good. Hundred yards, two, uh, 100 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Also was a factor in the in the passing attack, uh, ended up with 27 points, so that was really exciting. Um, Hunter Henry apparently only catches touchdowns. That's like all he does. He has seven touchdown catches in his last seven games. And big, big news, you guys. Jacoby Myers got into the end zone. Yeah! Broke the streak. Finally did it. Like, it was a record-setting drought, like, by a lot. It was like triple anyone else's had in terms of yards and catches without a touchdown in his career, so that was cool to see. Um, four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. So, overall, Patriots' offense just went buzzsaw on the Browns. I don't know what the Browns' deal is because sometimes the Browns' defense looks incredible. And then they've also played some good offenses this year and just absolutely got boat raced. So, I don't really know what to make of them. Boat race is a
0: great word. I watched today and I feel like the AFC rep will be from the AFC East. I really feel like the Bills and the, or the Patriots will come out of the AFC.
4: And what are you, I'm, I'm kind put of the Titans because
0: realistically, ha-
4: are you not buying no, the well, Titans? The
0: ti- I'll put the Titans in that group too because. Sure. I'm starting to just think that it's going to be the Bills are have like the most talent. I guess you maybe the Chiefs are going to come back. We'll see if they actually beat a team once that you know they do the whole figured out Patrick Mahomes thing. But the Patriots and the Titans, like, first of all, Mike Vrabel seems to be the only Bill Belichick disciple that's actually replicated anything like New England, which is we're going to play really ugly football and drag you down to our level and beat you with experience. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots just are it's like the Patriots and Titans went back to 2002 and then are just beating teams up physically and like what do they beat the browns the patriots beat the Browns 45 to 7 and i really believe that like what, the patriots are going to sneak into the playoffs and then everyone will remember oh yeah no one wants to coach against bill belichick in a <laughs> wild card game or a divisional round like that's a nightmare mac jones currently is second
1: in odds to win rookie of the year and i think he's a pretty damn good bet i know jamar chase is the favorite but if he fades if the bengal Yeah, if he fades, which he probably will based on how hot he was and kind of how unsustainable that was the first half of the year. I mean, if the Pats go like eleven and six,
0: Mac Jones, I think he's rookie of the year, but Belichick's coach of the year. But I I I I'm curious. You can get Mac Jones right now, three to one. My take purge, which you know, not that we talk about it, was that the I think the Patriots win the Super Bowl, which what narratively it's perfect because we just did the year of the Brady. And then if the Patriots are just they'll probably be like underdogs for every single round of the playoffs. Yeah. And then if they went and won the Super Bowl, that would be the most incredible like yin-yang flip. But they also just genuinely look really good, and it's kind of annoying. They do a lot
1: of good things well, yeah.
4: Are you correcting my grammar? No, no. (laughs) It did did sound like it. They do a lot of good things. They do things good. No, I think you said it correctly. I think you said they do a lot of good things. If you would have said they do things good, that would have been at a good place. I think I said the wrong thing.
1: I either way, that's not what I'm The I was, Patriots are like, at football a, a, well. The Patriots yeah, are very well at football. They played well. Yes.
0: They played, they they are they are well. <laughs> okay. Uh but overall, well, since, you know, yeah. we had to get that in because, you know, the ringer doesn't talk about New England very much. Yeah. Any other actually, you know what? Let's just zoom out for one second. While we're talking about the Patriots, the AFC. Do you guys have any idea what the AFC standings look like right now? It's kind of bonkers. There are, let's see if I can count. So the Titans have the number one seed with with eight wins. Yeah, the Bills have six, and then two, four, six, eight, ten. There are eleven teams in the AFC with six or five wins. Eleven teams have five or six wins. How is that possible? Jeez, such a weird year. Fun though. So Denver, it's, Den- it's not exactly like they're all tied because like the Broncos are five and five, well, and then like some teams are five and four, but
4: still. Like the Broncos are twelfth in the in the conference right now, and they're five and five. It's kind of nuts. <laughs> that is yeah. weird. So, anyway, it, it it it's
0: it really is the most wide open playoff race I can ever remember. And the short answer of who comes out of here, other than just you know betting on the Patriots, I just think it's about health. Like I really think that's going to end up being the tiebreaker. Yeah. Anyway, for c- for
4: comparison, just for context, Carolina right now is this is as as of Sunday night. Carolina is the seventh seed. And they're five and five. The Broncos are five and five, and they're twelfth in the conference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess to put it, yeah, the the NFC has two, four, six, eight, nine teams that don't have five wins, and the AFC only has four. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, the NFC is is kind of looking a bit more traditional. Yeah, the you know, NFC like looks a traditional. Anyway, we
0: we're gonna have a lot of times talk about this. Okay, any other winners or losers? Can I? I, I just want to do a quick winner about Christian
1: McCaffrey. So he came back. He looked healthy. He had. 95 yards rushing, 10 catches for 66 yards receiving. He was robbed of a bunch of TDs. He should have had like 40 <laughs> points. <laughs> I like, I know that we're annoyed with him this year and he's been banged up a lot, but there is truly nobody like him in fantasy. Like every time he plays, it is a, he is truly yeah. on his own tier. Yeah. It is ridiculous. It doesn't even matter who's the quarterback. He is unbelievable he it's like he, he I, he's, I feel the way about him as I do about Kevin Durant offensively where I've never seen somebody score 30 points so easily and it feels impossible that he he wouldn't score 30 points in a game I feel like it's impossible for McCaffrey to have less than 20 fantasy points in a game it just it doesn't he's happen he's so good he's
0: McCaffrey's so McCaffrey's Marshall Falk
4: oh
1: he's unbelievable everything he does looks great he's the just got so that, much
4: burst man Like, his feet move at a different speed than anyone else in the field.
1: And it feels like they get him the ball in a really smart way. It's like McCaffrey, like, regardless of the coach who is with him, like, they just, he, like, creates scheme
0: for himself. He's so good. When New England won that first Super Bowl against the Rams, and it was, like, a 13-point underdog, and they beat the greatest show on turf Rams, Belichick basically said they designed the game plan as if Marshall Falk were the quarterback. Hmm. And that's how I feel watching the Panthers, and that McCaffrey might as well be the quarterback for the team. He's remarkable. It's crazy. All right. Well said. Uh, Other end of the spectrum on running backs. My winner is the waiver Wire running backs from the week. My God. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson. Went on. 20 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. He ended up being, I believe, still the the number one running back in fantasy this week. De'Ernest Johnson for Cleveland fills in for Nick Chubb. 19 carries for 99 yards. Also has like seven catches for almost 60 yards. RB4. And then Mark Ingram, 108 total yards and a touchdown. He's the RB7. Those are three waiver wire guys that went, or maybe you kept Ernest Johnson, but like three guys that came from the waiver wire, maybe this week, and all of them are top seven and top eight at the position.
4: Darrell Williams. Uh, Daryl Williams actually the number one. He came in late. Oh, so yeah, Darryl, in another oh, he guy, fit, kind, kind he passed of. passed them? Yeah. Wow, but, that's but crazy. Your point remains. Like, Ramondre went off. Yeah, it was a good week for the waiver wire. I made a desperation trade for Mark Ingram this week, and I'm very happy I did that. Yeah,
0: that's, it, I mean, that's why you play the waiver wire. There you go.
4: Um, I have a loser that I want to talk about. Okay. So, the Mike White Hopefield era for the uh, Jets. Wow.
0: This is this a loser or is this it, more like a death of an era? Did
4: it end? I don't know if it ended necessarily, but it's going to be very interesting, I think, to see what happens going forward. Mike White, um, one of our favorites from the pod, like, great story, really fun to talk about. 24-44 251 yards and four picks. Rough, yeah. rough outing. Um just overmatched, really, against Bill's Bills defense, I would say. <laughs> That's the
0: kindest way you could have put it.
4: The, overmatched. The Jets were overmatched. Um, here's the deal. I think this is gonna be I actually honestly do think it's gonna be fascinating how this plays out because now this gives the Jets basically an easy out to go back mm-hmm. to Zach Wilson if they want. However, Do do you think that they're going to do that? Do you think that they'll stick with Mike White for a couple more like another game or two to kind of just see like if he can kind of keep the offense moving? Because Mike White clearly before today was able to make this offense move differently than Zach Wilson was earlier in the season. Um, How important are wins to the Jets this year? How important is getting that like culture set? I guess or like I don't know like just telling the players in the locker room that 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 they're trying to win the games. I guess like I don't know like how that really goes as a coach. Um, but clearly Mike White looked like worse than Zach Wilson or basically equal to what Zach Wilson Did you Zach mention Wilson he had was. four interceptions? Four picks. He did. Very rough. Um, and the thing, I think that's interesting too is like long-term, like Mike White definitely made the offense kind of go better than Zach Wilson was. It's just like he was checking down a lot, kind of like take, taking though, what the defense the was yards giving.
0: yards after the catch. Ha-
4: but like they were effective. They were getting yards. They were scoring points. I will say the homes can't long do term that. though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you think
0: Mike white, you know what? I bet Mike white doesn't have TikTok.
4: There you go. Probably just does. more patient. Um, my Mahomes point is too
0: busy following his brother on there.
4: My point the more moment. is just that the, the Mike white style of offense is not like long-term viable. Like he 40% of his targets in three games have gone to running backs. You know, Michael Carter, six targets today, Ty Johnson, eight targets today. Yeah, he's smart. He's patient.
1: He's almost, the show White Lotus is kind of about how awful young people are. And Mike White, look at
4: that. He's checking down. He's being patient. He's not, not a millennial. But that's not, long term, that's not going to be what the well, Jets want they're or not going to play right? Mike White anymore. We're joking. He I got, know, I
0: he know. got yeah. Mike White, got, look, it was fun while it lasted. He was destroyed. Yeah. And now they're going to go back to the guy <laughs> they took number two overall like six months ago. I want to zoom out a little bit here because I actually think I failed to realize how bad the Jets have been, which is saying something. But like, I saw this post from ESPN, Rich Cimini, who's been on the Jets beat for like a quarter century, and he noted how bad the last month has been. Because Sean Fennessy, our boss's boss here at the Ringer, tweeted today, he's like, I might give up on football. And I was like, (laughs) are the Jets worse than usual? are
4: like this? Sean was trolling me about Russell Wilson today, because I think he was just like, I need to feel something. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs)
0: But, like, I didn't think I totally realized how bad the Jets have been until I read this. And so just to, the last four games for the Jets, defensively, have been the worst yardage for a four-game stretch in NFL – for the uh, Jets history. Like, the worst four-game stretch ever, the most yards they've ever given up.
4: Wait, and the most ever for any team or for the Jets? The
0: Jets have – no, they've given up the most yardage in a four-game stretch for the Jets in team history. But they've also allowed 175 points over their last four games – which is the second most in a four game span in the Super Bowl era. <laughs> <laughs> it Holy
3: is the shit. second
0: worst by points and almost worse than that. They're the only team in the Super Bowl era to allow 45 points in, in three times in a four game stretch. Oh my God. Today
1: feels like a weird day to, to finally give up on the Jets. Like they played the Bills and Mike White started. I'm not giving up like, on what them. Did I'm you
0: just like, today? even by Jets standards, dude, the this Bills is like lost the, to worst the Jags defense. Last week. The Jets have like <laughs> stretched. This is the worst month the Jets I know. have ever had. I'm just saying, Sean being like, I think I'm going to give up football
1: for a while. I'm like, yeah, the Jets just got shit on by the by the Bills. Like, hang on one more week, Sean. You can, can do we it.
0: can we just take a brief pause here because Sean made a joke, but like, so Sean had a child, and it, basically he's like, he should. He's a Mets, Jets, Knicks fan. Which my God, there's a reason we had him for fantasy therapy to come on, mm-hmm. and I yeah, I kind of made the case that he should do like the two for them, one for you. Like he should pass down two of the fandoms, but then give one like a good one.
1: Or not. Don't give one. Just let them do whatever they want. Let them pick and choose.
4: I mean, yeah. I am I'm thinking seriously of letting my child. It should be Knicks, Jets, Dodgers. I
0: think Knicks, Jets, Dodgers is the right mix. Don't give, don't give, don't pass the Mets. Let the Mets fandom. I think
1: being from New York, I think. Picking the Dodgers is probably one of the last things he would do. I don't think he wants to pick L.A. He should pick somebody like,
0: uh, you
1: know, who's not a direct rival
0: of the Mets. You don't know much about
4: baseball, do you? Well, the Dodgers are from The Dodgers are not a rival.
1: (laughs) No, I'm saying L.A., New York. I know they're in different divisions. I'm saying L.A., New York. Like, I don't think anyone from New York would be like, you know what, daughter? You should root for L.A. (laughs) I feel like that's the last thing you would I think do.
0: it would be kind. It would be kind. It, you know what? Anyway. <laughs> it's a kindness. Yeah. I think it would be really, really selfless.
1: San Francisco Giants. Something like that.
0: <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, any other winners? Losers.
1: Yeah. Losers. Uh, my trust in good players. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel this one
1: <laughs> I'm not even kidding this, one. this I, has been yeah. such a weird three week stretch N- today I was looking at my fantasy league uh, that I'm in with all my high school friends and it's a super flex league not a single team in this 12 team league not a single team had over 100 points heading into <laughs> Sunday night football it's
4: super flex yeah. and this
1: is like three straight weeks of this it is ridiculous yeah. it's been so chaotic so much turnover one team is good this week bad the next week I saw a couple stats on Twitter from guys like Mike Clay and JJ Zachary that I want to read That just explained kind of what's going on. Here's what I saw. Washington entered the week as the worst team in fantasy points allowed per game. Tom Brady had 13 points today against them, his second worst fantasy (laughs) outing of the year. Okay. Antonio Gibson had his first top 10 day as a running back. It came against the Bucs, the best team against the run. Uh, The wide receiver 12 this week, the 12th best scoring wide receiver this week was a man named Marcus Johnson, and it was only 12 points. (laughs) 12 points was the 12th best day a wide receiver had this week. The 12th best tight end this week scored five points. And the fourth best quarterback this week scored 19. I, and it was Jesus. Mac Jones. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on.
0: <laughs> it sounds... It's just a mid-season loss. It's lost. like a midseason crisis, honestly. The season's having a half-life crisis. Yeah, the season needs fantasy therapy.
4: <laughs> it really, it really does. does. It's so true.
0: Also, again, I, like, I still can't get over that. You know, like in a movie when they would do like a fake phone number, like 555-555? Five, 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 five. Like, that's how many teams have five wins in the AFC. Like, I, like, I see the fake phone number when I look at the AFC stand. Like,
4: everything's just strange. Craig, who is Ray Ray McLeod? <laughs> He's exactly. The punt returner for the Steelers. Who is, so who, is, is like, who is this guy? Come on. This is made up. I actually
0: legit was. had no idea DeAndre Carter was still in the NFL until I checked the standings today and saw that he was like a top 12 receiver.
1: Ray Ray McLeod was the wide receiver 10 this week so
0: DeAndre Carter Am I the only Johnson DeAndre Carter was no longer an in, in NFL football player
4: I knew I knew about him I didn't think he was going to be a top 12 receiver this week <laughs> against the Bucs yeah. um sure very weird very weird week I agree Craig right. good one yeah it's 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 just it's just been a lot
0: Yeah, let's do yep. that. Biggest disappearance. This is kind of like, I guess Craig's really giving a DB Cooper award to all of the good players. But <laughs> yeah, we can well, yeah. just highlight a couple that get like, everyone, all the good players get a participation trophy for not participating. <laughs> and then DB Cooper's like the special ones who did really good at being bad.
4: Uh, I'm going to give my DB Cooper award this week. Just freaking walked out the back of the, just dropped the stairs off the back of the plane mid-flight, walked out, dove off, Never to be seen I don't think again. How you walk
0: off a plane mid-flight?
4: Uh, well, what I read according <laughs> according to the lore of DB Cooper, this was one of those planes that had like the the stairwell. No, like those military out of the planes back. or cargo it's like planes. sticking out of the back of the plane. This is like the old style planes. I could be totally making this up, but uh, too many people in like movies just like the the
1: like the gate opens and they're just obviously going hundreds of miles an hour in the air and they're always just like standing there like holding
0: on to something like, like, dude, a yeah, like a yeah like, like, like the cargo net on the back of the plane <laughs> like, like 300 oh yeah three hundred miles they're like the having
1: a conversation with somebody I'm like this couldn't what is going you on? you couldn't breathe right now what is going <laughs> <on? laughs> you're like lungs would get shot out of your mouth they would the only I person
0: I could. believe was air, was Harrison Ford in Air Force One because it seemed like he had a lot of experience
4: love Harrison. Yes. Um one. Anyway, now that we've established the visual that I'm going for. That that was <laughs> yes. TJ Hawkinson this week. What the fuck happened here, man? Uh I know that it, it, I'm actually not really blaming Hawkinson per se because Jared Goff is like he had a he he had a new low this week. It was terrible. Hawkinson I don't have you said what Hawkinson did yet? One target, zero <laughs> catches. We didn't catch a ball. Zero catches. Uh, the Lions almost beat the Steelers by the way if anyone adopted so in one of my leagues uh, we have a shotgun rule so if you if you have anybody in your starting lineup that gets a zero you have to shotgun a beer and videotape it and send it to your group
1: that's an amazing two players you
4: should do this during this podcast two tight ends I had in that league no big old fat zero on Thursday night football so I shotgun a beer sent it to my friends Uh, and then I felt I just felt I didn't have to do it this week but I just felt for anyone who had Hawkinson. Because Hawkinson is like a top five tight end. Zero catches. You couldn't mix in one catch in five quarters. Just one. DK,
1: how how skilled are you currently at shotgunning a beer? Like, where oh, are no. you in your career? Give me an NFL players comp of where they are in their career that matches where you are in your shotgunning career.
4: Ooh. I'm like Mason Rudolph at shotgunning. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not very wow. good at shotgunning beer. I mean, I can do it. Like... I'm good enough you can throw I'm good ball enough forward. to be like out there, but I'm going to embarrass myself. <laughs> that's I'm going to get that's, that's beer all over myself. I'm but, self-conscious about doing it. I don't like doing it, but I know how to do it is kind of the deal. However, you are capable of performing the yes. act.
3: Correct.
0: Yeah. Dude, I feel like TJ Hawkinson and Darren Waller are in very similar situations in that they are the number one receiver on their team and they are expected to produce like that, but... They have such little consistent receiving talent around them that other teams just seem to focus on them. And they're like, yeah, let other people beat you. And the Raiders have Hunter Renfro. And that's kind of it. Deshaun Jackson did that fumble thing again tonight, which was crazy. <laughs> the Lions have nobody. They have like, Khalif Raymond is fast. Amon Ross St. Brown is a rookie. And like, that's it. Yeah. And I feel like if they if they just focus on Hawkinson, like, there's nothing. They, they just, what did DeAndre Swift get? 33 carries today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, yeah. so how's well, how's, the, how's your PPR doing, DK? Thirty-three carries, no points. That's stupid.
4: <laughs> I mean, he got a lot of points because he had thirty-three carries.
0: Oh, you get a lot of receiving yards, you get a lot of catches. I'm not going into this right now. Anyway, I mean, will, enjoy your PPR. He, he was good. I don't for.
4: understand what we're
0: arguing here. Anyway. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just mad. The, I, I, I'm going to give DB Cooper to the Atlanta Falcons because
4: yes, please.
0: Do. They were so bad that I think the Steelers Lions game overshadowed how disgusting this Falcons game was, and it was so bad that the score at one point was actually 28 to three Dallas. It was. Which the honestly, the Falcons, the luckiest thing that happened in the Falcons today was that the Cowboys scored again before halftime, so that the internet didn't have 40 minutes to make fun of them being 28 to three at half.
4: Do you guys, like, real, do you guys realize there was one quarterback in the NFL that scored fewer points than Matt Ryan this week? Can I guess? Goth. Oh, I know who it is. Who was it? It's Colt McCoy, right? Yep. Colt McCoy. Ah. Technically speaking, Cooper Rush scored And He got hurt. Fewer. I mean, he was awful, and then he <laughs> got hurt, but still. Matt Ryan, 9 of 21. 117 Oh my god, yards. the dude who
0: replaced Colt McCoy scored more than Matt Ryan. Chris Streveler. Case Keenum, who replaced Baker Mayfield, scored
4: more than Matt Ryan. P.J. Walker and Cam Newton both scored more. Taysom Hill scored and, more. And
0: Brian Hoyer did, who replaced Matt Jones. Wait, are we... Is that five backup quarterbacks
4: that outscored Matt Ryan? I didn't even think that was, like, possible. He played an entire dude, game. Taysom
0: Hill did too? That's six.
4: He played an entire game. <laughs> Mike, White, <and> had, <laughs> Mike White did. He had four picks. <laughs> <laughs> this is so... Dude, it's, wait, God damn it.
0: Matt Ryan was outscored by six backup quarterbacks and the guy who scored through four
4: interceptions. He had 0.68 points. Less than one point. That's Joe Flacco
1: threw three passes and outscored Matt Ryan. <laughs> God damn it.
0: That's seven. Wait, we have to count all the backups who outscored Matt Ryan. Hold on, hold on. Streveler, who's the Cardinals' third trigger. Third stringer. Case Keenum, who's the Browns' backup. Taysom Hill... PJ Cam Walker and Cam Newton. So that's four. Joe Flacco. Flacco's five. Brian Hoyer is six. Yikes. I guess it's six. Cam Newton. I have Cam. I'm counting PJ Walker as oh, a starter, Cam. which is generous. Oh my <laughs> God. Holy shit. Brian that, yeah. Hoyer
4: scored seven points. That's
0: unbelievable. Jesus. Okay. So yeah, Matt Ryan, that's disgusting. And then obviously the rest of the Falcons were bad. I guess Cal had 60 yards, but still. All right. You got a DB Cooper, Craig?
1: Yeah, uh, it's Cortland Sutton, whose least favorite person should be Jerry Judy, because <laughs> since Jerry Judy has come back, Cortland Sutton has fallen off the face of the earth. I saw a stat that said Cortland Sutton was essentially averaging seventeen points per game when Judy was out, and now he's a- now he's <laughs> totaled seventeen points total since Jerry Judy has come back.
4: Is so, Sutton uh, Sutton's uh, going to pull like a Odell and like kneecap uh, Judy here, like he did with Woods? Do you think?
0: You call Odell Tanya Harding already? <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm Odell, not saying... Odell, like the most famous receiver in the it. NFL, just, like, shows up and just kneecaps the least famous receiver in the NFL in Robert Woods.
1: We Should we just, like, make movie posters instead of I, Tanya? It's just like, I, Judy. It's, like, I and then whoever is going to get hurt because the NFL player is
0: scorned. We have to do the I, Odell thing first because that will... Like, I, Odell. Yeah, we have to, <laughs> yeah.
4: By the way, this is actually this well, is I guess, happening. I guess it would be I Woods. It would be this I is Woods, happening right? in in European soccer, uh, women's European soccer. Right now, there was like a a woman who was uh, arrested for hiring somebody to attack the girl that was in front of her. I, I, it was a starter in front of her, is like basically impeding her playing time. This happened. I think it was like I, I'm going to get it wrong because I barely read the story, but it was like Danish soccer <laughs> or. or
0: you know, one of those I'm countries. i you know, PSG women's Amanita Diallo arrested French? after hiring hit men. What? Yeah, not good. Are you kidding me? What? Not
4: good. This is, this is the French, French soccer team, team, team Not
0: right? to, to injure team. What? Oh my God, this is
4: crazy. This happened over the weekend, I think, or some sometime soon, recently, I should say.
1: Wouldn't it be I, Woods, because Tanya Harding is the one who got her leg bashed in? So it would be I, Woods, because Woods is the one who got his knee torn, right? Right. It wouldn't be I, Odell. Odell didn't get Wait, hurt. No,
4: Tanya Harding was, no, the, one Tanya was the one who hired it?
1: the person.
0: Yeah. Tanya's the hard the hirer. Hirer. Tanya Harding. I thought
1: Tanya Harding was the one who
0: got hurt. No, no, no. no. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tanya that's
1: right. Harding okay, went you're to. You're right. I've actually seen the movie. Nancy Kerrigan
4: got her kneecap. Bust. bust oh, right. It. And I
1: taunt you, right. Even though the whole, yeah, the whole thing was like, yeah, Tanya Harding, like, kind of wanted to go through with it, but not Really?
0: Do you think that Robert Woods would be like, you know, you think that Odell could like write the handwritten note that was like, hey, I didn't want to go through the Bobby trees. I just, you know, I was like, you know.
4: By the way, for the record, we're not actually saying that Odell Beckham neat. No, DK is saying <laughs> that. kneecapped Bobby Woods. Okay. We
0: also really appreciated all of our listeners as this will be the last episode that gets taken that we record before we get sued. So like we had a really good time. And um, Cease and desist. Preemptive. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, that's
4: why I drafted you, award. All right. I got one. Stefan Diggs. There you are. Yeah, oh my God. He needed this. There he is. I love to see it. 13 targets. Like three top 20 games this season, I think. Yeah. Tonight? He's been, I mean, not that I would say, well, he has been disappointing based on like what we were expecting. Um, it's kind of hard to say that because he's still like clearly one of the best receivers in the NFL, but, um, I'd say he's been disappointing. Josh Allen hasn't been looking to him quite as often His catch rate is down, his target rates down slightly. Um, in this game, though, it was all Diggsy. Thirteen targets, eight catches, one hundred <laughs> and sixty-two yards, and a touchdown. I don't know. I just is that something that people say? Maybe not. <laughs> I've never now. heard that. Diggsy. Uh, hey, here, Diggs-y. Here's a, I want to yeah. list. I want to list off the targets to other receivers in this game. Stefan Diggs, thirteen, and then the most, the next closest person got was three. <laughs> love <laughs> to see it. I love to see it. We're back. Uh unfortunately for people that started Dustin Knox, who only got one target. that <laughs> I'd like to note the previously
0: mentioned line that the Jets um are the first team in the Super Bowl era to allow <laughs> four hundred forty-five <laughs> points. 45 in
4: the points. Team Yeah,
0: yeah. Unbelievable. So, anyways, hopefully that just, carries on. I just want to give my That's Why Drafty Award to the Cowboys. I mean, Dak was good. Zeke played well. And I mean, it's, it's almost like they racked up all these points. C D Lamb had 28 fantasy points, but like they all did it in three quarters. Which was crazy. Like oh, yeah. the Zeke line was almost disappointing because he yeah. had so many points so quickly and then they had to like bench him. But but this was the kind of dominance from the from the Cowboys offense that you envisioned. And it was yes. Even Tony Pollard yes. like was a good standalone. Amari Cooper, disappointing. Dalton Schultz just they didn't need him today. But like it, it overall was crazy.
4: So the, the Cowboys are an interesting one because when you look at like the numbers of routes that C D, Amari, and Gallup ran, like it's concerning. It's not it's not as much volume as you really want um however i think like the cowboys have the ability to be sort of like the you know the peak era russell wilson years where or like just like last year for instance with early in the season where um you know he's funneling so much of the targets hopefully this is what happens he's funneling so many targets to dk and Lockett that even if they're a run heavy team which the cowboys are now um the efficiency is enough to like buoy that so like I'm not doing a very good job of explaining myself. Basically, I have no idea what you're saying. What I'm saying is like in the, like with the Seahawks offense, really good improv, high yes and Seahawks baby. offense generally speaking, <laughs> low volume passing game. Obviously, last year in the beginning, they they were a high volume passing game. But like generally speaking, they're like a run heavy, balanced, low volume boss efficient. But they're so yeah. damn efficient and explosive that you can still utilize Russ and like the main characters of the passing game. In fantasy, I'm hoping with the Cowboys being a much less past happy team than they used to be that we can continue to see days like today. Does this make more sense to you? Like, uh, yes, I
0: think, I think to if, your point, the interesting no, number that I, 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 I want to look into more, but is that Ceedee lamb had three, three red zone targets today. He had five red zone targets the entire season coming into today.
2: i keep that it going. A interesting Come on. Thing to
4: keep in mind. They're like, it's like Daniel day Lewis. They don't make movies often, but when they do, <laughs> they hit. there we go. That's a better explanation. Um, but I will say it is concerning that they're not a very high volume passing offense. And, and that could like kind of come back to bite, like bite people that are relying on these guys. Like CD Lamb was one of my buy low candidates last week. So I'm happy today. However, still like to see this continue, like the efficiency and everything going
0: forward. Uh, I want to give a panic button award and I want to give it to Aaron yeah. Jones because Aaron Jones was a borderline panic button player before he hurt his knee and Mm -hmm. then he hurt his knee today. Yeah. So like now you got it. He has an MCL injury. He's apparently, I think he's had three MCL injuries in his career, like two on the same leg, one or the other, some two were at the end, two on the right leg were at the end of the season. So we don't know how long he would have been out on the left leg. It was like two weeks or so, one or two games. So it doesn't necessarily have to be long term. He probably won't play next week. They have by week 13. We'll see.
1: This is great news, though. I mean, I'm really happy that it, it wasn't like an immediate. Well, well we don't uh, we
0: don't know
4: we well as of we don't know the full Sunday extent. night it's right.
0: still late Sunday night like it could be worse. But like the initial report was that it's an MCL, and then they have to do more testing, obviously. But the I think the issue is that even when Aaron Jones returns, AJ Dillon has carved out a lot of this offense. AJ Dillon had 21 carries today, I believe. I mean,
1: well, how many of those were after Aaron Jones got hurt?
4: He was being utilized. He was pretty kind of consistently was throughout the game, hurt. I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, they pretty much split at this point. It was, it was like A.G. Dillon was getting a lot of work in this game before. And I was really interested to see how much A.G. Dillon's role would stay even when Rodgers returned from this little Jordan Love staycation. And I think A.G. Dillon has a lot of this offense now. And Aaron Jones is not also the really only good.
4: Dillon had seven carries at half, Aaron Jones had four. I don't know. I don't remember yeah. exactly when he got hurt, but yeah, like they're, they're, they're leaning on him more. Um, I was talking about this in the in the green room after at the four o'clock green room. and. Basically, like it's a cliche, but Dylan is that guy. He's he's. I'm not comparing him one to one to Derrick Henry, but he's the same style of player where like you don't want to tackle him late late in the season and late in games. He's just this big 250 pound battering ram with really light feet and a lot of explosiveness. um, Who's just a pain in the ass to tackle, and you saw it in this game a few times. Like he converted a third down conversion despite being hit in the backfield. He scored a touchdown despite being hit in the backfield. Like, he just pushed the pile. He ran over Bobby Wagner for a touchdown today. Like, he is so powerful. Um, in addition to having good feet, good balance, explosiveness. Um, and I've been sort of like a truther for AJ Dillon, you know, going back to when they drafted him. Um, and so, you know, obviously, he he's stuck behind Aaron Jones this whole time, but we've seen the flashes. And now he's getting his opportunity to like really be the featured back in this offense. I I would guess for at least three weeks. Um, just based on what we would know right now, which is we don't obviously know a lot, but I would guess that's like sort of a conservative right down the down the fairway guess, three weeks at least. Um, and you know, he's hopefully you stashed him because he's he has the potential to be like huge the next few weeks because they want to be balanced, they want to run the ball. He's a top ten running back every week. Aaron Jones is out, and that's probably conservative. Yeah, yeah. And he's still, he so he can catch button. passes too. He had two catches for sixty two yards. It's not like he's useless in the passing game, which was kind of like one of the narratives coming out of college. Um, yeah, he's really quick, quick and nimble on his feet. Surprisingly for his oh, yeah. body size, he's he's got crazy balance. Um, he's not as explosive as Derrick Henry, but he has elite elite athleticism for his size. Any other panic buttons?
1: Yeah, I think I I don't did I do this last week? But Mike Williams, <laughs> yeah, I think he was. I a think, fa- I think you did I think do you it just last panic week. time in week five Mike Williams had 165 yards since then in all of the games combined he's at 137
0: yeah I think Mike Williams has the Corton Sutton problem which is that defenses are like yeah. screw this big physical dude getting yards downfield we're gonna let you pepper underneath we don't care and that's how Keenan Allen and Jerry Judy get their 11 catches for 80 whatever yards and it's like defenses don't care they don't want Mike Williams to do anything but also like the Chargers in general though aren't
1: the same like Herbert has had now more games with less than 15 fantasy points than he has games with more than 15 fantasy points. Like, it is I, I,
0: my guess. I, I don't want to pretend to like know the deal with the Chargers offense completely, but my guess is like it's one thing to for Joe Lombardi to design an offense when you have a whole, you know, offseason to do it. I think it's another thing to recalibrate your offense six weeks in when people adjust to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a difficult thing to do on the fly.
1: I guess my question is is, is Mike. Williams even startable anymore. <laughs> you're just this Craig. A you're broken. Spot for you're a broken, this man.
0: Team. This the problem with the Mike Williams game is that this Vikings game was a good matchup for Mike Williams, and so like now it's just like a dart throw.
4: Kind they play like Pittsburgh next
1: week. Like, are you going to fire
4: him up? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. That's this sucks. This really does suck. <laughs> it, it's a bummer because yeah. we're it's so I exciting. Mean, it at the does, U. but.
0: I'd be totally lying if I didn't say I had a little shot in schadenfreude for Craig. Man. I, I would, it would just be dishonest. <laughs> I don't like that, that it's there. That's part of the dishonest. course. I expect that bad of you. <laughs> I'm not proud that it's there, but I'd be lying if I said I was completely upset by this. This
1: episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents
0: Pondering the Bagel with Tom.
4: Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast.
3: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles and your car, Jiffy Lube, Car More. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This is like my favorite award now. The we're we're not mad. <laughs> we're just disappointed.
0: Yeah, like I'm not mad at AJ Brown. <laughs> I, that's ridiculous. I, like the How of could one, you be mad I at AJ Brown? At AG Brown. At AG. I'm Not mad. I'm just disappointed that he had one catch for 16 yards. He had one catch for 16 yards. And I'm like, you know, Derrick Henry's out, and Julio Jones is on IR. And I'm like, okay, so A.J. Brown, you know, what did Craig say before about Stephon Diggs, 13 targets? I'm like, okay, cool, A.J. Brown. And instead he has one catch. The catch came on an end around. Like they had to do the trick play to get A.J. Like like Brown the one It was like a weird flea catch.
4: flicker thing. It was-,
0: it, was, it was like a side <laughs> flicker. Yeah. I don't know what a cousin of a flea is, but it's like it was like an end around. They give the ball back to Ryan Tannehill. I don't really understand what happened, but they don't want to trick play to get their best player the ball. God, this is frustrating. I'm just disappointed. That's all. Yeah. Very AJ Brownie. He does this sometimes.
4: It's, it's, I I don't know. Meanwhile, Marcus Johnson has five catches for 100 yards. Like, okay. (laughs) Sure. 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 Uh Tom Brady. I, I'm not mad at you. In fact, <laughs> I've completely turned the corner and like I actually like Tom Brady now. It's a weird feeling. I hated him for years. Hated him in the evil empire. Now he's good at you know, the TikToks and Instagram. I understand he's not actually running his Twitter account, but he's still funny. He's coming out of a shell
0: for everyone that he does not run his Twitter account, but I respect him for handing the keys to people who are funny. Yeah. It's probably, he's like a silly dad. Yeah. He got drunk at the, I feel like this is mainstream though. I feel like everyone kind of like during the pandemic, everyone came into the pandemic with completely different life things. But the only thing we all had in common was like, you know what? Tom Brady's cool now. (laughs) Like Jesus Brady's pretty likable, right?
4: Yeah. I know. It's like, it's a weird (laughs) feeling. So when I finally come around, like I, I can't, I, I can't be mad at what he did today, you know. Um, but I was, frankly, a little disappointed. Like we mentioned it earlier in the show, like this was supposed to be the juiciest matchup. Like Washington had been surrendering tons and tons of yards to opposing receivers and opposing quarterbacks. It was supposed to be like this explosion game. They're coming off their bye week. They had a full bye week to like rest up and get ready and game plan and all that shit. Uh, Chase Young went down in the game like key cog in Washington's defense and they still just couldn't get anything going He threw two picks in the first quarter. I believe one of which was not really his fault. Um,
0: I think, I think what this says to me is when they lose Antonio Brown and Gronk and Chris Godwin couldn't practice all week, the bucks receivers are very talented, but the uh, was, it, I think Jalen Darden was the, the rookie who like caught that pass and then like squirted you know, it up and it, it became a, pick. what happened there? And then yeah. Tyler Johnson, who's really talented, but like, the, those other bucks receivers are just brady doesn't trust them yet or like they're not where they're supposed to be they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing yet yeah and i think that kind of slows everything down cuz like the bucks offense is like this precision machine and then you take the people out who are who are precise and I think it kind of looks like this also the washington is just a bad matchup for them I
4: suppose, but they've now lost to Trevor Simeon and Taylor Heineke in back-to-back games, technically. With a
0: bye in between. Yeah, but the Simeon clouds, they lost to the Saints, and the Saints have always kicked their ass. Yeah, the Saints should beat know, them it's in the playoffs last thing. Um, year. The Falcons just beat the
1: Saints, and then got, it, it, nothing makes no. Any no sense. You can
0: never do that with football. <laughs> the, well, if they beat them. It's like well, the Titans are eight and two, and then they lost to the Jets, and then the Jets beat the, lost to the What's Bills. What's funny is it, that's it, like none of it makes sense.
1: That is like the sole purpose of how they rank college football, and it's so funny that in the NFL it almost means nothing, but in college football it's like, hey, Oregon beat Ohio State, and like they will have that for the entire season. It Doesn't matter what they do, they beat Ohio State, and the it's NFL couldn't mean such
0: less. A <laughs> if you tried to do that in football, like it pro football it would be like the dumbest exercise
4: anyway so like i feel like the buccaneers offense was along those lines like just about the only thing in the nfl we could count on coming into uh, the last few weeks and now even they're falling apart our fucking pets heads are falling off here what are we doing here do we are i guess my question is are we worried no no not at okay all. not even Sweet. a little that makes me feel better
0: uh I, I mean the touchdown regression might come but like that was going to come but i'm not worried about tom brady craig
1: yes So, I'm not mad at Russell Wilson. (laughs) I'm not mad at him. Sure. He stayed up every night for two months, putting his finger in a fucking centrifuge or whatever he did, (laughs) trying to get better. He rushed himself back so he could help his team fight for a playoff spot. That is commendable. It is commendable. However, perhaps he came back a little early. He was awful. He scored seven points, and now he's put everybody who's been waiting for two months... He's put us in a bit of a precarious situation because now I don't know how to feel about Russell Wilson. <laughs> I respect him, yes. But am I disappointed in him? Yeah, I am. His intentions were good, but now I don't know what to do with this man. I don't know if so I so stick with he, him.
4: Like He's sleep deprived, man. He was working <laughs> on this thing 19 hours a day. You got to
0: get it, sleep. That report. I've never had so many questions about one of those little tweet reports. Who, who's that? Who's I don't remember. Is that rap report? Jake Everybody goes, yeah, ran with that. Everybody ran with that. that. 19 hours a day. I'm like, what does
4: that even mean? This is a guy who's hashtag. He's been here. hashtagging for like the last 10 years. No time. I sleep.
0: hope
1: he's making a documentary about his career. And I can't wait for this. Oh, you episode.
4: know, he is. Did you see the featurette? He proved like he, he put together, but, but like on his like showing like the x-rays, like in training. No, I didn't see that.
0: Dude, yeah. I have never like had quite had the urge to like question a medical decision to like return but like is there any argument that this was a good decision to return this week like this was the worst game of russell wilson's career they scored zero points and he kind of was the reason they like it's not like they they were awful around like he kind of was the reason they didn't score yeah is that fair dk like i feel like he actively took away from the scoring opportunities he certainly wasn't Helping matters. It was, it was a terrible
1: matchup. I mean, Green Bay. You have to give it to them. The last three Defense quarterbacks. The last three quarterbacks Green Bay has faced is Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray, and they've given up 28 points total.
0: But if Geno Smith starts today, don't you think the Seahawks score?
4: Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah,
0: maybe. It, Dude, yeah. the
4: Seahawks I, have. I, he just Wilson has started 150 games in his career. This is the only time they've been shut out. Wow. It just kind of seems like the whole like. I guess let me rewind for a
0: second. Stefania Bell at ESPN is like the, she's a physical therapist. She's like their injury expert. She kind of was trying to make the point that like this hand injury is like one of the crate, like the most devastating hand injuries a quarterback has suffered to like their throwing hand that like, we kind of like have in like
4: recent memory. Did you see this it? Kind of injury. It was disgusting. The top of his fl- like the top knuckle We've was like flapping that, around. Like, seeing injuries doesn't mean anything this year, Yeah, but it was gross looking. I
0: mean, I'm yeah, just it was saying. gross, but her point was like, this was like a serious injury, and the fact that it came back fast from it should not belie the fact that like this would have been maybe career threatening yeah, not too way, long ago. Fucking yeah, that was D- bad. people listening can't see this right now, but like Craig is making the most disgusting <laughs> gesture. Wag- He's trying <laughs> to like recreate the Russell fingers. Wilson it's finger tough, at the wrong man. angle
1: in his hand. It's hard. You have to like make it loose so you can like wiggle it.
0: <laughs> it just kind of looks like <laughs> how Calvin Johnson's fingers just Stop look all the time. Stop doing
4: that. <laughs>
0: You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen Calvin Johnson say, like, any great receiver, honestly? Oh, you Torrey don't. Holtz are horrible. Yeah. It's just,
4: honestly, that's kind of what Russell just hands is. Just your fingers have been like. broken so many times.
0: Michael
1: Strahan can, like, bend his middle finger t- to a 90 degree angle, like from the middle knuckle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> so can Russell Wilson now. <laughs> yeah. Michael Strahan, shit. You know why? Because Michael Strahan wasn't doing. 19 hours stay in the centrifuge he was like (laughs) you know working on another career but i
1: think this is the perfect i'm not mad i'm just disappointed because like i can't get mad at this guy for like working his ass off to get back onto the field however you did your best it was not good enough for us (laughs) it was not good enough
4: can we piggyback i want to piggyback on this this award and give one to dk metcalf too because hey dk truly i'm not mad you got yourself ejected from this game
1: oh my god so what what happened happened with that I, i left i missed that what happened
4: I was like, we were doing the green room while we, while this happened. So I didn't really get like the full story, but he, he got ejected for throwing a punch. Like he got into a scuffle and then like, I think he just like, sort of like hit someone in the helmet and then he tried to come back into the game, which I actually respect a lot because what do you have to lose at that <laughs> I point? I thought
0: this was fake when I first <laughs> heard it. That's a
4: football guy move. <laughs> uh, Kevin Clark was like, it's double jeopardy. You can't, you can't get ejected again. <laughs> you know, you've already been convicted.
0: <laughs> so, I don't know. I so he did what
1: did he run back onto the field or under the I sidelines when he tried to get back know.
0: in
4: the huddle? I don't even know. I don't know. Pretty good move though. Anyway, I I I uh, 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 He's I like know. what are rules anyway? Like I I mean, I'm just going to go back into this game.
0: That's like the NFL version of a police chase, like you're just like trying to flaunt like the like the like the, like the social contract. Like the ref says you're out, you're like DK me like make me." It's like a Reno 911 episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's like this football nope. player won't leave the huddle. <laughs> okay, wait. A quick sidebar. I am the only person in the world who watched the Quibby shows when it was Correct. live.
4: Yeah, God, you would.
0: Free. You would
1: do that. Were you like? It it's the free. future of television.
0: It was no. What my thing was very simple. It was free. They spent like millions of dollars. I mean, like tens of millions of dollars making all these shows like that were licensed and like from like Reno Nine One One. And it was like three months were free and everyone's making fun of him. Like, I kinda went. So the Reno 911s are really funny. Point being, Roku bought all the Quibi shows. So if you're listening, you have a Roku. The Reno 911 reboot on the Roku that Quibi made is actually. I
4: before. didn't know that existed. That's my point. <laughs> I felt like I had all these shows and
0: no one knew I had no one to talk. It was like I was like it was like I was on an island alone. I was like that guy in the in the the Twilight Zone with all the books but like everyone else is gone. I'm just watching on this TV
4: that no one else even know exists. The Reno 911 movie is highly underrated by the way. I
0: hope
1: I hope Jeffrey Katzenberg is listening to this show because he would love you right now if <laughs> it's.
0: Um, I, I feel like he might be on his own little island too. To probably
1: probably is listening island. to this show. Probably has
0: an island. Okay. Cooper Cup a player you wish you had in fantasy. I mean, this is Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, I think Jonathan Seriously. Taylor is the, is the number two running back after Christian McCaffrey the rest of the way. He had 116 yards today rushing and a touchdown. He also had six catches. It's from Field Yates at ESPN pointed this out. Jonathan Taylor is the fourth player in the Super Bowl era with 100, 100 yards from scrimmage and a rushing touchdown in seven straight games. Wow.
4: Wow. And he had like the vast majority of that in the first half, too. Yeah. Two weeks in a row he's done that because if you watch the,
0: like the Jets game and today against the Jaguars, the Colts embarrassed the other defense. I mean, it, it, it looks like high school when you watch this Colts rushing offense. Granted, it's two bad defenses, but like he's averaging almost six yards a carry on the season. I think he averaged like 10 yards a carry against the Jets and at, the fr- at halftime last week. It, and Solak pointed this out on the NFL show this week. Jonathan Taylor is what we were promised that Saquon would be Mm. this giant guy who's faster than everyone and can make everyone miss. The difference is the Colts, didn't take Saquon they took freaking Quentin Nelson and built a line and then got a different <laughs> talented running back to long run here run, run through
4: line. these giant holes yeah
0: and like the holes are huge and this Colts running game is crazy good and if they had anyone other than Carson Wentz would be really impressive i
4: think that's like at, very true and, and a great example of like how you build around a star player however i don't want to take anything away from Taylor too cuz he's a really talented runner like it's not just his offensive line is great like he's legit good um so yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with this. Um, I'm st- now I know hindsight is like 2020, but at the time there were definitely people who were like arguing strenuously that Taylor was a prospect on the same level as Zeke and Barkley and some of these like Leonard Fournette, some of these top five picks in the NFL. How did he fall to the second round? I still don't really understand why that happened. To be honest, maybe it was just because. Uh, you know the history of of Wisconsin running backs or whatever before him Mm. were hit or miss. Like I don't really who do we
1: have there? Monty Ball.
4: See Wisconsin. Uh, Melvin Gordon was really good, but like, yeah, there was there was like a lot of there was a lot of like middling guys that just like they Wisconsin basically builds their entire philosophy around running the ball and like huge ass offensive linemen and stuff. So, um, maybe they've produced fraud not frauds, but you know what I mean. Like they just they don't stack up in the NFL <laughs> quite as much. The all-time leading college. No, I don't uh, you know you you know what I'm saying. saying. But like yeah, I, look, I, the bottom line is I don't really understand quite like now and in, in retrospect why Taylor wasn't like a top ten pick like all these other running backs. Why because did the NFL the not draft. fall in and fall in love with them that year is, is my question.
0: Because he also should have gone earlier in
4: fantasy drafts too. Yeah. But here we yeah. are. So maybe
0: turn yourself on why didn't we draft him earlier, DK?
4: Uh just look in the mirror. I mean, it's a it's a very valid question and I regret it. And this is why he's in the Cooper Cup Award for the player you wish you had in fantasy. Good point. He's really fucking good.
1: My Cooper Cup Award player for this week is Justin Jefferson who saw a little bit of the squeaky wheel approach last week. Uh, Clint Kubiak, the OC, was kind of basically like, we just need to get in the ball more. And they did. He had the highest target share of the season for him. And he, to me, besides Cooper Cup, feels like the most consistent receiver in the league. He is... Him and Cooper Cup are the only two guys who've never had le- or who have had less than 65 yards only once this year. So you can depend on this guy getting 70 yards a game pretty much. And we actually bet the prop, the over 76 and a half of that hit. And um, it's the consistency that I love. Like that is what you want in fantasy football. Like that is why I'm jealous as the guy who can do it
4: week in and week out. Yeah. He's always he did that open. with like not very many targets last few weeks too.
3: Yeah.
0: Mays made a Maze made a comment today that basically called Justin Jefferson Slithery. And that's how a lot of the people on the Vikings call him. Mm-hmm. And like I think that's the perfect word. Slithery. Yeah. Yeah. I that's uh weird flex, but okay. Matt Breda had two touchdowns for the Bills <laughs> today. What was that about?
4: Yeah. <laughs> the Bills backfield is a nightmare. It's like the it's it's actually the exact thing that you don't want because you never really know who is going to be the guy that gets the majority of the touches in any given week. It's like vacillated week in and week out. Well, he
0: didn't have the majority. I think it was snake eyes. Like he just happened. He had like six touches on the day or whatever. Yeah, but
4: Singletary. So Singletary had well, seven, you're right, DK. seven
1: carries. Seven people carried the ball for the bo- for the Bills. I know,
0: but Breda had six touches and ended up getting two touchdowns.
1: No, I know. I mean, that's obviously an anomaly. But uh, DK's point of the Bills backfield being a mess, is like definitely holds true. Brita had, had, had six
4: touches. He- Singletary had seven touches. Moss had seven touches
0: moss almost didn't play today though i feel like the, i i think it's still moss
4: um, i know I, I agree with you generally but like it's, it's stressful i don't like it all right
0: quick prop bet update i did four this week i went two for four i'm upset but like it's all right craig went two for three dk struggle struggle
4: bus little ofer for DK. It's all right. The Steelers Steelers game script really fucked me over. I'll be honest. Strength in numbers. We are together (laughs) in this. Exactly. Just Uh, hemorrhaging money.
1: (laughs) DK's crashing on our couch. My family is starving.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We're going to bounce back next week, you guys.
1: Calvin is
0: eating trash. (laughs) And if you burn it, it goes up into the sky and becomes stars. That's
1: why he's getting sick. He's eating trash. (laughs)
0: All right. Oh my God. That's all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. I'm just um, Burn book. I have two candidates. I'm curious if you guys have any. I have two people and I can't really decide.
4: Hmm, okay. I mean, lay them on us. Yeah, go for it. I don't have anyone. I strong. think the
0: first guy I'm interested in burning is DJ Moore.
4: Ooh. DJ Moore. Yeah, this is tough.
0: Started out good, but like if you're like half PPR scoring, he has double digits once in the last six weeks.
4: The re- the only reason I'm like reticent about this is I, t- I think it with Cam in town now like it might change, like it could be better, could get better. Like Sam Darnold is bad and PJ Walker is arguably worse. But so, is
0: Cam good? Well, can Cam just throw now? I don't I don't know. Cuz he yelled, "I'm back at the crowd." I don't know. That's why I'm I just love, like I it was had a cool bleacher report notification, but like he still has like arm strength issues. Cam
1: ran a one yard touchdown, screamed, "I'm back!" and then got a penalty. And I was like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Cam."
0: Like Cam, no, Cam being <laughs> in like Carolina is a great story, but like he is in Carolina because everyone left him to not play for the first half of the season because he can't throw a football anymore.
4: Well, he's still he's than the same Yeah, I, I really don't know. That's but that's the reason I'm unsure because there's big changes that. coming. I just I think DJ Moore is really screwed over a lot of people this season. The Who's, other person though, yeah, yeah, who?
0: Dude, it's Jarvis
4: Landry, man. That's who I was gonna like, say. Odell's gone, right. dude. Hyphens. That's what I was gonna say. So this is really? good. yeah.
0: I'm okay. sick of it. Jarvis sick of it. In the like, like Odell has been gone now, and in the last two games that Odell was gone, Jarvis had seven catches for thirty-seven yards. Like Jarvis has like a little over two hundred yards on the season. I know he missed like a month with an injury, but like since he came back. He's had one even palatable performance. <laughs> palatable. He's supposed to be the number one receiver on this team. Yeah. And, like, look, Baker's hurt. Case Keenum it. Like, I get there's like a lot going on, but that's the point.
4: Baker, like, Baker is beat up, man. Yeah. He's, and I, look, I'm He's not, gone not, through I, look, the ring. Jarvis week, is playing hurt.
0: Baker's playing hurt. Like, I'm not questioning. Like, like, look, Jarvis is a tough guy. Like, he's been, like, but fantasy-wise, he's, like, unplayable. Is Would he be the first guy? Wasn't he in the burn book last year? Yeah. I think so. Is
1: he? Would he be the first repeater? I think he would be.
0: I us. think he
4: would be because
1: it's just like My, Jarvis to me. We might have put point, Robbie Anderson no last, last year. year,
4: but I can't remember. I thought
1: Robbie I mean, Anderson was really good last year.
4: I he he, he, Peter, he, he tapered off as the year went on, if I remember correctly. Um, we were ungrateful if we burned Robbie Anderson last year, <laughs> but
0: like Maybe. Jarvis feels no different than to, to me than like all the other waiver wire receiver dart throws. If you really need a flex, you have to pick one. Like, I think he's right in that mix. And I don't really think he's above any of those guys.
1: I think I'd rather burn Jarvis than DJ Moore.
4: I, I definitely would feel more confident about that. This is a big deal because this is, forget the prop
0: bets. Our hot streak is the burn book. We are hot on we this. We are, we have like base, we're like basically nine for 10 on the Can I
1: just say Mike, Mike Davis burning him in week four was prescient. Like
0: it has worked out. <laughs> I think it's prescient.
1: Prescient? Prescient? I think it's
0: prescient. I'm, Isn't it yeah. prescient? I'm glad, I'm glad I cut bait on Mike in the fir- in September. Like it was, it, it hurt, but like, I'm really glad I ripped the bandaid off because God, he's just been horrifying. He's like getting yeah. benched.
4: Like I Wayne, mean, well, Wayne today,
0: Gallman. He's, yeah. Well, also, he's like the. Playing yeah. ahead of him.
4: Not really. I mean, not really, but. Today,
0: the snap counts, I think, are a little skewed. <laughs> I know. Again, so. the Falcons punted on fourth and two with down like 30 points today. Let's just so, get out of here.
4: That's what they're saying. <laughs> that was pathetic. Just fucking
0: get this over with. That was sickening.
4: It's smart. You don't want to get your
0: guys hurt. I love it. <laughs> so the burn book is Raheem Mostert, week one marcus calloway week two that's hit. Kyle, we just burned kyle shanahan that's week hit three mike davis week four hit alan robinson week five yep miles gaskin week six
4: yep he did it again this week that yeah. son of a he bitch did it again this week yeah he can't keep getting away
2: with this
0: <laughs> robbie anderson week seven <laughs> yep the one we're gonna be put on the wall but like this is the pelt on the walls odell mm-hmm. we burned two days before his dad put that instagram up <laughs> week nine we burned julio jones and he got put on ir two days later. <laughs> And then we Jarvis now. So, like, our prop bets, <laughs> we want to make money on those, but the burn book, we're crushing it.
1: I'm trying to think of which guy on this list has made the fantasy manager who drafted them this year when the next year's draft comes around. Like, what guy makes them go like, oh, fuck no, am I taking that guy again?
0: I think it's Alan Allen Robinson. Because Allen Robinson's been healthy the whole time and, like, was your highest pick on this list. Because Allen Robinson's whole thing was security. And then you just, you at some point, like, slowly you started a piece together that you actually can't even expect 50 yards from this guy. (laughs) And worst of all, he'll probably be better in the second half of the season. Once you cut him.
1: And also it kind of depends on like what annoys you personally. Like for me, I think it would be Julio. I fucking hate the guys who just get hurt every other week. I can't stand (laughs) that. At least with Allen Robinson, he's like going to play the Julio thing. I can't, that would piss me off the most. I think
0: it probably pisses the Titans off too. Can you imagine trading a real life second rounder? For Julio and that I'm not playing for you in real life. Tough. Tough. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Mike Wargon, for producing this episode. Thank you, Lorne.
4: Lorne. Thank you, the Avalanches.
0: Don't know who that is.
4: You should look it up, Craig. I think you'd like it.
0: Ooh. Oh, I'm doing Green Room after Monday Night Football. Rams, 49ers. I'm doing Green Room. Listen to it on Green Room. I'll tweet out Link.
1: Australian electronic music.
4: Yeah they, do, yeah, they do like uh mashup style stuff. Um nice. Well not mashups, but they like create their own songs using samples and stuff. It's pretty cool. Nice. I mean Mount
0: in. Joy just put out a uh their live at Red Rock set as an album on Spotify. Highly recommend. You heard it here first.